Hey guys, this is Joey from Refuge. Uh, the last few weeks we've been preaching and teaching you guys on parables, and this week it was my turn to teach, and I taught on the parable of the fig tree. Uh, we had a few issues recording, so I'm going to redo the beginning for you guys, and just so you guys could jump into the sermon. So here we go. Luke 6.13, he told this parable, A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. And he said to the vine dresser, Look for three Look, for three years now I've come for seeking fruit on this fig tree and found none. Cut it down. Why should I use it up the ground? And he answered him, Sir, let alone this one year until I dig it and put manure on it. And if then it bears fruit, well, good. If not, then I'll cut it down. Well, pretty much there's this guy who owns a fig tree. He owns a vineyard, and inside he has a fig tree. And every once in a while he would go check on this fig tree for three years. And... After three years, he didn't find any fruit, so he's pretty much fed up with it. So he told the guy who was taking care of the fig tree to just cut it down and get rid of it. But the guy taking care of the fig tree said, man, just give me one more year, bro. Just give me one more year so that I can fertilize it, give it water, and just do everything it can to bear fruit. And if it does, then awesome. If it doesn't, I'll cut it down myself. So here's the rest of the message. I hope you guys enjoy all right, to make it more personal, and so you guys know, the guy who owns a vineyard is God. We are the fig trees. I, you, all of us are the fig trees. And the guy who is in the vineyard taking care of it is Jesus. So it more or less goes like this. God says, Joey, dude, I've been working in your life for three years. I've been doing things. I've been blessing you. I've given you opportunities. I've given you awesome friends. I've, I've blessed you so much. And dude... After three years, no one even knows that you're even a Christian and that you're following me, and I've been, I've been taking care of you. Get out of my... Get away from me! Get, get out of my face! You know what I mean? And it's Jesus, thank God, Jesus came up and he said, Bro, hold on. Joey, I got your back, bro. Okay, cool. So Jesus got my back, and he says, God, get, just give it a little more time. Dad. I'm sure Jesus calls him Dad. Do you think Jesus calls God Dad? Father, Father, God, Dad. Anyways, Dad, um, just give me a little bit more time. A little bit more time, and I'm going to, I'm going to work in Joey's life. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to bless him, and I'm going to do things so that he will bear fruit. That he will, people will know that he is a follower of me. That he, people will see me when they look at him. Just give it a little more time, and if not, fine, he'll leave. But hopefully, anyways, but if not, fine, he'll leave. I have three, God has shown me three things in this scripture tonight. He showed me that there are three types of people that, that are probably here that fall into, there are people here that fall into three types of categories. The first one, three things I think it says up there. It doesn't say anything up there because someone is, uh, there you go. Okay, first one, fake fruits. Fake fruits, what do I mean by this? Well, let me tell you a story. I used to have a... In high school, I went to a private high school, so it was a little different than most of you guys' high schools, but I had a worldview class, which it taught us a bunch of stuff. It taught us about Buddhism, it taught us about uh, Marxism, and a bunch of other stuff. And one of the things that we were learning about is Nazism. And Nazism, is, you may or may not know, it was during World War II, and it was uh, by the lead of Adolf Hitler. Anyone know who Adolf Hitler is? Okay, I don't look so happy, but um, Adolf Hitler. And... Uh, <laughs> And Adolf Hitler was uh, promoting Nazism, which I actually thought when I was preparing this, I was like, Nazism. If you don't know what it is, they pretty much think the perfect person is 
blonde hair, blue-eyed, and white. So, therefore, Scott is the perfect person, just in case you guys are wondering. Nazism, promoting that, and he was trying to spread, he was trying to spread that all across the world and take over the world, pretty much. Anyways, in Germany, whenever they were on TV, uh, Adolf Hitler made sure certain things happened so it looked good to the world. So it looked good, so Nazism looked great to the world. So one thing that he would do, he would make everyone smile. It's like Disneyland. You know if you call Disneyland and if someone, if they don't answer all happy, this is a rumor, I'm sure, but I've heard it. If they don't answer happy, then they get fired. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I don't want to, anyways. But, <laughs> that's way off key. I don't know, anyways. But, Um, Nazism. Nazi- I don't know how Nazism in Disneyland has anything to do with it. But one of the things they would do, they would make everyone smile. He would make everyone smile to make sure it looked like when people watch them on TV, they'd be like, oh my gosh, Nazism makes everyone smile. And another thing he would do, he would tape fruit onto trees. So it looked like, whoa. If you're a Nazi, you get fruit on trees. Not really like that, but it's like, it's more abundant life. It's a life that's way better than mine. Okay, done with that story. Next story. I've, I'm in college. I went to California Baptist for two years, and I got a bubble in my throat. Um, just a second. <sighs> California Baptist for two years, and I spit. Um, and I had a roommate. I did not really like him very much. He, uh, I don't know, we were kind of opposites, I guess. Well, I don't know. I guess I like some of my opposites. But he was just not a cool guy, from my opinion. I'm not saying that he is or not, but he, was, he wasn't. Um, he, he, he used to do things that would just really bug me and were just like wrong. I think just straight up wrong. Well, just off the top of my head, he, I, every time, it's like every time I wanted to read, he wanted to blast his music. I was like, why? Why God me? But it's not even like something that it was like an option. Like he, he had his iPhone and he t- just pressed play and just boom. Um, no headphones or anything. So it was the most annoying thing ever. And on top of that, the music that he played. Good night. It was just nasty stuff. Um, I'm not going to say who it is, but it's just nasty. Just talking about girls all nasty and just beep, 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 beep. It didn't actually beat, but it, would, it did. Uh, for your sake, it did. Um, so, anyways, he, was, he would listen to this music all the time. All the time. Whenever I wanted to watch TV or, or just read or something like that. And it was nasty, disgusting music. But, I kid you not, as soon as he hit the doorstep, he was a brand new, different, completely nicer person. Is, he had his music, and I... I seriously saw this once. He was, it was beep, 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 girls and stuff. And, blah, blah. and, and as soon as he walked in the door, oh, God, is great. Eh? I can't sing, sorry. But it's just as soon as he walked out the door, it's co- something completely different. And it was nothing that he actually, I don't even know if he liked that. But he, and one other thing, he had an orange neon Bible, neon Bible that everyone could see. It's like a, a cone on the side of the street, just like everyone could see. Look at my Bible! Um, that's why I have a black one, so no one can see it. But anyways, um, he put it right here. He had like shorts that had a pocket right here, and it wasn't big enough for the Bible to fit all the way into conveniently. So the Bible stuck out that much, and he would walk outside and just a brand new person just speaking the Christianese. Hey, bless you. Thank you. God is great, is he not? Yeah, for sure. Anyways, he, he was weird. He was weird. I did not like that. And 
I, the rare times that I saw him do a quiet time or read or spend time with Jesus, he had to do it where everyone else was so they could see him. It was just as an opposite as this. Isaiah 2. The word that Isaiah, the son of Amos, says concerning Judah, Jerusalem. Look at me. Pretty much, that's what he did. He wanted everyone to look at him so that, so it looked like that he was Christian. The thing, I'm not saying, I'm not God, so I don't know if he's Christian or not. He didn't act like a Christian inside the apartment, but outside, somehow the Holy Spirit's outside of our apartment. So he was doing that. So first one, fake fruit. Fake fruit. Second category, fruitlessness. Fruitlessness. This one seems pretty obvious, but what does it mean in someone's life? Fruitlessness. Pretty much, it means you're going through the motions just to, just to finish your checklist, kind of. Just to uh, finish off to say that you did something so you could say you're a good Christian. I went to church today. Cool. I read my Bible once this week. Cool. I prayed, kind of. Cool. I listened to a worship song, half of it, kind of. It was rap. But then... <laughs> You look like a Christian, but there's no evidence that you really are a Christian. And this is, and I've seen, I know this is one of the hardest ones for all of us to actually cope with because we struggle with it the most because we do go to church all the time. We do try to read our Bibles, but it's the intentions. It's the intentions. Do you read your Bible because, because you're supposed to, because you're supposed to look like a good Christian? Or do you read your Bible because you want to know Jesus more? Fruitlessness. Next one. I think it's supposed to say real fruit, but I think we put fruitful on there. Is that true? Yes. Okay, cool. John 15, 1. If you have your Bible, turn there, please. Please. John 15, 1. Okay. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You can, you already clean, you're already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Okay, just simplify it. That was a lot of stuff. And here's the verse that just pretty much says what that said, but simpler. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you could do nothing. You could do nothing. So what is real fruit? Real fruit is produced when you are rooted in Christ. Real fruit is that stuff that you, when you're rooted in Christ, it's, it's what you do because you love Christ, not to do so that you can love Christ or so that you can look like a better Christian. You read your Bible so that you, because you love Jesus. You spend time with Jesus because you love him. You go to church because you want to know more about him and you want to hang out with people who want to do the same thing. So that is real fruit. Here is the test of whether you're not bearing real fruit. Are you intimately following after Jesus to the point that worship overflows out of your life? Are you, that worship for him overflows out of your life? Are you just spending time with Jesus? Do you love him so much that no matter what you do, it's out of, for his glory and out of worship for him? Are there people who are encouraged by the way you live to follow Christ? Are there people who are closer to Christ because of you? Are there people who understand Christ more clearly when they look at you? Do people look at you? Do people say, hey, Alex, that guy, Alex, I, I think he's awesome. I, I want to follow Jesus because Alex is awesome. And the thing in his life is he's got more than me. He's got, not physically, but he's got more in life than me. He's so much more happy. He's satisfied. And he, he loves people for real. 
When I look at Alex, I see something different that I don't have. I want that. Whatever that is, I want it. So what best describes you? Which one are you? Are you do you bear freak fruit? Are you like Garrett? Do you just do things so that everyone knows that you are a Christian? <laughs> oh, I said Garrett. That's his name. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to say that, but I forgot to cross that out in my... That's not good. Anyways, um, <laughs> anyways, his name's Garrett. You won't meet him, hopefully. Um, <laughs> yeah. I won't tell you his last name because that would be bad. Cling him in. You are acting... Are you, you're acting like a Christian. A fruitless... Oh, wait, 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 fake fruit. Fake fruit. You're acting like a Christian. You, um, just so that everyone knows that... Thinks that you're a good boy you're, or a good girl. You are acting like it. Not actually... It's not actually coming out of you because you love Jesus. It's because... You want people to think that you love Jesus. Here's something. What if your friends came, what if your friends from school came to refuge and saw you? Would you do the same things that you do now? Would you raise your hands in worship? Would you sing? Would you be as passionate as you are during service if they were there? Or if you saw them, would you be scared to? Are you a different person? Would they say it is uncharacter, it's not like Joey to lift his hands during worship when he's, or even just be that kind of person when he's around me at school. He's a completely different person. I don't see this guy that you guys are talking about that loves Jesus. I don't even know what that is. Fruitless. Are you fruitless? Do you pray more here at Refuge than you do throughout the week? Is the next time you're going to pray, that you're going to pray, going to be at Refuge next week? Are you praying throughout the week, spending time with Jesus? Do you listen to a single worship song? Not that you have to, but do you worship Jesus throughout the week? Or do you just wait for refuge or a Bible study you go to just to do that? Do you do it on your own? Are you going to explore the scriptures throughout the week? Do you do that? Do you read it? There are awesome things in here. There's so many awesome things in here. I thought it was the boringest book on earth when I was growing up. And then my mom got me this one thing called gross things in the Bible. And then I learned about a guy who pierced another guy and he got his hand stuck in him because the dude was so fat and then poop started coming out and I was like dude this book is cool and uh, there's just a ton of things in it it's it's and it helps you to know Jesus more too I'm just saying um not that that story does but anyways (laughs) are you noticeably growing towards Christ or are you doing stuff for your glory fruitless are you fruitless or are you fruitful do you worship on your own are you known as someone who is trying to know Christ better? Does people point you out as someone who's like, dude, that dude's trying to know Christ better. That dude's trying, he's trying to love people more. <sighs> Through the good and the bad, are you someone who worships Jesus? Th- that is a sign of a fruitful person. And it's not about being perfect, not at all. I'm telling you what, because you can worship Jesus in the good and through the bad. You must be rooted in faith. So why does it matter? Why does it matter? That is my next slide. There it is. Um, it's the best way you can live life. Being a Christian is the best way you can live life. People, people in culture today are trying to tell you that it's not. There's so many more things outside of Christianity. But guess what? Only the things you do for Christ will go on to the next life, and everything else that you do for yourself will die with you. It's the best life that you can have. It's the most fulfilling, just great life that you can have. And it's not like bad things aren't going to happen, but when they are, there's someone there for you. There's a comforter. There's people there for you. To reach the lost. This one was awesome. Ben speak, spoke about this two weeks ago, and it's really been on my heart. It's God wants you to bear fruit. That's a tree, by the way. 
bear fruit, so that you can reach the lost. So you, you, everyone in here, most people know someone who is not a Christian. And I really think that you're in that person's life just so that you can share the love of Jesus with them. Are you reaching the lost with the fruit you bear? <laughs> glorify God. This is the call of our life to glorify God. We're supposed to bear fruit so that we can glorify God, that we are, we are so rooted into Jesus, which the next one is intimacy with Jesus. We are rooted into Jesus so that we can glorify God much better. Okay, this, I have one more story for you. It's a pretty cool one. Um, let me just tell it so I don't build it up and it sucks. My bad. But um, there was a swimmer. St. Louis, Missouri, I think it's St. Louis, Missouri, somewhere in Missouri, there was a, there's a swimmer, and he was a lifeguard, and this dude would work out um, by swimming, and he would do his, his uh, laps and stuff like that, and one day he was with a bunch of other lifeguards, and he was trying to do this one thing where you see how far you can go underwater, and I've done it too, and I'm sure you guys have too, it's, it's kind of fun, but he was trying to do this in a 100 meter Hundred meter, I think that is that right, Stephen? Is that even a right calculation? Yeah, that too. Fifty meter. So he was doing this in a fifty meter, and he went fifty meters underwater. Then he was coming back, and the people were watching him, and he was trying to. He was pushing as hard as he can, and he was just swimming, swimming, swimming until he plummeted and hit, and he died. Which sad story. Sorry. And they they teach you in lifeguarding school that it's. You shouldn't do that. It's dangerous to do, to uh, swim underwater and see how far you can go because you start swimming underwater and you're just going through the motions, doing the things that you're supposed to be doing, and suddenly you're trying so hard and your body blacks out and you involuntarily swallow water and you drown. But your brain still is telling you to swim. So it looks like you're still swimming, and, but you're actually just doing the motions. No one tried to save this guy. There were, there were like 10 other lifeguards there. No one tried to save him because they thought that he was still just going through the motions. They, they thought he was just swimming still. Okay. I want everyone, this is going to be a little weird. I don't think everyone's done this in refuge. I want everyone to stand up. Okay, okay I'm going to give you a note. I can't sing, so I don't expect anything good. Uh, this that section right there. That was kind of close. And the, <laughs> this section right here. Uh, uh, okay, when I point at you, do it. Good. I'm kind of impressed with myself there. Um, okay. Now, you all do the same one. Uh. 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 Okay. And I want you to do it as loud as you possibly can. And I want you to do it as loud as you possibly can. Your goal is that they hear you from all the way over there. I pray. I, pray. I, I want them. Well, suddenly, I'm on stage. I'm more spiritual for some reason. Um, I want them to hear you, okay? I want Alex to hear you over there. Ready? One, two, three. Did you hear him? Then you're not loud enough. You gotta, you gotta stop when I say stop. Let's do it again. I'm watching you. Okay. 
Seriously? <sighs> All right. Last time. Let's do it right. Ready? All right. Did you hear him? No. Okay, cool. Sit down. <laughs> All right. Eighty percent, eighty percent of teenagers in the church will leave the church during the first year of college. Eighty percent. So if we were all the teenagers in church, eighty percent would have been you doing that low note right there and the other twenty percent right here. Eighty percent. So that means that's sad. That's if if you guys were the hundred percent that I'm talking about right now, everyone over here will leave the church by the time that they hit the first year of college. Why? Statistically, next week one of you will not come back to refuge ever again. Not because you died. Not because you didn't like something or you didn't like someone or because I spoke. Um, <laughs> why because there are so many teenagers and I've been a part of this I have friends I, have, I went to a Christian school where everyone pretty much said that they were a Christian there are so many teenagers that are just going through the motions they're just going through the motions worshipping going to refuge even praying Praying, just doing things that they know they're supposed to do, but not doing it out of a love for Jesus. They're just doing these things, and they spiritually are dead inside. And no one is trying to save them because they are doing these things, and everyone thinks they're still alive. They are going through the motions. So, the final question I leave you with is, what are you rooted in? What is it that your life is screaming, pretty much? What, are you rooted in Jesus to where you are gonna, where where you are gonna bear real fruit? Where you are you rooted in Jesus? To where your love for Him is just causing you to do things like read your Bible, like come to refuge, and you're not doing those things just because you it's fun or even just because it's the right thing to do. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for this night, and I just thank you for uh, everyone who's here again. Um. God, I pray that uh, I pray that everyone here would uh, be rooted in Your Son. God, uh, I know I I know people here personally that are just bearing fake fruit or are fruitless. God, um, I pray that they would learn to love You, God, and uh, through our help, through the help of the Holy Spirit, that they would love You. God, I thank You for the time that you've given us here and uh, God just help us to continue in the spirit of worship again Um, bless this night bless the time after